Um, I think biofuels, in, in you know, in, in my opinion, is probably a stepping stone, uh, and I think people are really aware of that. Uh, so it, it's probably a stepping stone, and it's it's short term. But when I say short term, it's probably a good five year plan. That was Kevin Hart, and you're listening to the Bailiwick Podcast with me, David Conway. With a target for carbon neutrality by 2030, how Jersey's bus service will transition to cleaner transport has been a key point of discussion for islanders. Though a trial for an electric bus took place in 2019, that particular model was deemed unsuitable for Jersey's roads. With more recent developments seeing the Newtown Hopper service potentially powered by biodiesel, I sat down with Liberty Bus's director, Kevin Hart, to discuss the plans for the service over the next decade as they look at the various eco-technologies on offer. Kevin Hart, welcome to the Bailiwick Podcast. Thank you, David. Good afternoon to you. So first off, um, would you just be able to talk a bit about what Liberty Bus has planned for sustainable transport over the next few years and what the overarching goal is? I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic, you know, so our, our, our goal is to actually just start to get people to use the bus again and start to... You know, we get back to 2019 levels. 2019 was was a record-breaking year for us. You know, over five million and for government, over five million passenger journeys in that year. You know, we had grown every single year. We'd grown the amount of services we put on, trying to get people out of cars. And I think overarching levels of cars with with an increased population had actually slightly declined, and yet the bus usage had gone up. So you know, so we're we're doing everything we can. You know, extra services, extra buses. You know, but we've had to refocus, uh, and you know, COVID's had an impact on everything. So it's about okay, we we we're, we're going back a step, and now we need to start building. You know, we've we've already trialed an electric bus to see how it goes, and and it's not quite at the terrain. You know, the terrain was was heavier than the manufacturers thought, which is weird because you think Jersey's nine by five. How can that have an impact on on the terrain? But when you look at where they're trialing electric buses or where electric buses are really, you know, it, it, a, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of use being done and that's in London. It's very slow speeds, average, average speed on a, on the London bus route is seven miles an hour. Um, average speed over here um, was between 15 and 19 mile an hour. So it's more than twice the speed, which means we're using more energy, which means we didn't have the, the, the range on the, on the vehicle uh, to be able to do a full day. So, it's developing all the time, and so we, we've got one eye on the future to say, okay, when is technology going to be there? But in the meantime, what else can we do? Uh, and it is about just driving up passenger growth, working with partners such as EV, saying, okay, how do we try and get something together? You know, and I've had a conversation today just just on that. You know, so you know, we've we've brought over our own bikes. Uh, you know, so you can hire a bike, you can fold it up and you can put it on the bus. So you can do part journey. So shared transport ideas is great. Um, so, so so those those sorts of things are really important, especially, you know, anything that you can, you know, shared transport. But p- building people's confidence back up into, right, we need to travel again, is not helped in a pandemic. It's certainly not helped with a, with a message of, oh, actually, you should work from home. 
and people's travel habits are, are now very different. We've seen our commuter traffic completely fall away. Uh, it's growing, but again, it's a message to work from home um, if you can. And flexibility in a workforce has changed. So people are now able to work from home three, four, five days a week. Some some businesses only two. So it's about trying to analyze what's going to be our future market and growing that uh, to, to make the business sustainable, uh, to make the bus service a, a sustainable option in Jersey. And, you know, and then, okay, so what can we do to, to help the environment? We've been talking to government about trialing um, biofuels, you know, um, and that's, that's on its way, but only a very small percentage of our fleet can use it because the manufacturers don't uh, recommend that you use it in some of our fleets. So the good thing is it's in six of our double-deckers, which are out on the Route 15, and Route 15 carries sort of 29% of our passenger base across the island. So, you know, it will have a huge impact just using biofuels to start with. And, you know, and if, if manufacturers change their minds and say, yes, you can use it on this, then we will expand that to other parts of the fleet, you know. But, but we're in constant dialogue with government to make sure that we're um, able to achieve these things. But unfortunately, it's, it's not a simple, let's just switch to biofuels. We've got to make sure that it doesn't have an impact on the vehicles themselves, you know, because if we start popping engines... <laughs> you know, an engine for a bus is twenty thousand pounds, and if you start popping sort of ten, twenty engines, you you're in real trouble. So it's it's building the bus service for the future, reshaping what we've got, reshaping what the island needs, um, and trying to deliver on it. So could you talk a bit more about the biodiesel that we use, and also you know whether you see it as a short term option that you use as a bridge between whatever future form of sustainable transport takes over say zero emission or whether you see it as a long-term solution and i think biofuels in, in you know in my opinion is probably a stepping stone uh, and i think people are really aware of that uh, so it, it's probably a stepping stone and it's it's short term but when i say short term it's probably a good five-year plan in a lot of businesses you know, the real aim is, okay, do you go electric? Do you go HVO? Oh, sorry, HVO is, is biofuel. Or, sorry, or do you go hydrogen? So hydrogen is another product that's on the market, but then you need a hydrogen plant. So, But there's, there's you know, we've been in discussions with people who are trying to push that in Jersey. So there, there's two elements, but it's, you know, it, there's lots of trials going on around the UK and around the world that we are keeping close eye on. So... Yeah, for, for me, the answer to your question really is it, biodiesel is a stepping stone for now um, until we get to a point of what's going to work here. The big issue we've got with vehicles is the size of the vehicles. Yes, we can use a standard size double-decker because it's only on certain routes. The other vehicles, because of the size of our roads, need to be narrow-bodied, need to be short. And that's not a standard bus. You know, a standard bus is you know 2.55 metres wide and it's you know, anything between sort of, what are we talking, you know, nine and a half to, to 12 metres long. Well, our vehicles are only 9.7 long, uh, but they're only 2.35 wide, and that's as wide as we can go on, on the single deck vehicles. Uh, so you know, w we will be having a, an electric bus over on trial um, in 
hopefully it, within the next week or so. It's only going to be here for a couple of days. It meets the requirements of size. It's taken us a long time to get that vehicle here. Um, and so the setup of the inside of the vehicle, we need to see if it would work because it, it's not quite right, but it's the only thing on the market at the moment on electric that meets the requirements. And could you talk a bit more about what that bus is and, um, you know, the trial itself, what will that entail? Uh, well, it'll, it'll be us just going out in the roads, just making sure it fits and it works, testing the terrain, uh, just just ensuring to see how it meets and how it drains the battery because, you, know, you know, we are quite hilly as much as we don't think we are. You know, it's, it's quite a tough terrain for a bus, so it will, it will zap the energy out of the battery. So... It's just about a couple of days sort of literally driving it around, trialing it. Uh, the bus itself is a, a Chinese made. Uh, it's called a steed, a higher steed. And it's um, on paper, it looks very good. Um, the pictures I've seen, it looks really nice. It looks really comfortable. But we need to see it in the flesh first. We need to see how it works. And then we've got to make sure that, you know, if it's something as an option, and, it, and, it, and if it reaches all it says it will reach now, is it a viable option? You know, the, the infrastructure talk, talking to JEC will not be an issue. Um, so I think we're, we're all pleased that infrastructure is, is not that, you know, there's no, there's no issues there. But I think it's, can the bus work? And then will the business model fit it? Um, and will the vehicle work for Jersey? Um, we, we pride ourselves on customer service. You know, and that's helped. You know, the, the staff have done a great job in promoting the bus service themselves, just being there, being on time, talking to the customers. And, and that in itself, if you look at the UK and how that's gone, it's about barriering the driver off. You know, you go into London, you can't have a conversation with a bus driver because they're all behind a screen, it's barriered off, and, you know, there's, there's no customer service. So we pride ourselves on customer service. The setup of the vehicle we're bringing over, actually, the driver can't have any interaction. And that's, that's a balance. For us we, we've got to make sure that the vehicle is right for us and i think if, if if one manufacturer will do it i think other manufacturers will follow in a sense of getting the right size vehicle it's just about when so you know we we've we you know in the paper and, and everybody's reported on the, the town service that that's going to be coming and yes we're looking at biodiesel for those for those few vehicles that we need purely because when we talked about this and look at the options and look at the pricing there was nothing on the market that's going to be suitable other for, for, for what we need. So, but they're only going to be leased vehicles. So there's there's an end goal of, of change. Uh, and I think that's the right way to do it. Because if you lease, you, you're there, you've got it for three years, goes back, you have something new on the market. And that's a better way of doing it than perhaps buying the vehicles. So I think we can... We, we, we're looking at the future in a, in a different way. You know, when we when we started in... 2012 or 2013 when we started the contract for 2012 when we started all the work and ordering the vehicles etc it you know, we've we've ordered for then and now we've got to look at okay what's going to be sustainable for the business what's going to be well, what do we need and what does the island need so we're looking in a very different way obviously we would like a longer term contract uh, to be able to deliver on on all of these things and and, and those conversations are, you know, are are always ongoing but there's only a certain length of time procurement will allow things and and we we hope to extend that contract and then that will be able to bit that will allow us to deliver on on more sustainable options you know different fuels and you know and and 
putting our, our line in the sand and saying, right, this is what we're doing and that's when we're going to do it. So yes, um, and in terms of, say, you get that contract and you get that leeway, then the next steps, I assume as well, would be trying out not just electric, but trialing, like you mentioned before, hydrogen and you know looking at other potential sustainable uh, modes of fuel and power. Um, there's talk of bioethanol, there's lots of different areas. Will they all be explored as well? I, I think we've got to explore everything. Um, hydrogen is not just as easy as a trial. You've got to have a hydrogen plant. It's got to be, you know, it, it, it's, it's, you know, there's masses of investment that have to go on, but it's not just buses that people need to look at. You know, lots of these trials are going on with cars, so people are starting small. They're starting it with bikes and cars, etc., and then they're growing out into larger fleets. So we're keeping an eye on it. We, we've, you know, our, our branch in the UK, we, we've, we're trialing out, we're actually trying out gas buses in one area. We've got electric buses in London. We've got, say, gas buses in Bristol. Uh, so we're looking at all options. Uh, nothing's off the table. And I think that's the way it needs to be. You know, there's, things are changing so quickly. Um, COVID's had an impact and it's sort of slowed things down a bit. But I think they're starting to take traction again and, and things will move. But, you know, what I can say today is not going to be the same thing as I'm going to say next week because something might have changed, you know, but we've, we've got to be in it and we've got to be looking at it. And, and you know, the, the future is, you know, something that we want to be part of on this island and, and are going to try our hardest to be part of on this island because we want to make sure that Jersey is adopts the sustainable transport policy and, and hits that goal of, of, you know, our 2030 goal of, of carbon emissions set out by government so that's that's where we want to be um and how we get there is is going to be an interesting journey i think you mentioned before about that it's not just the case of changing the vehicles it's also a case of the way people are supposed to approach transport you know what would you like to see the government do to maybe incentivize people to get on buses to use public transport like that more i mean if you look at the incentives i mean at the moment, I mean, if you look at the price of a bus, you know, you you can you can travel every day on the bus back and forth to work, you know, and it's fifty pound a month, um, so it, it's one pound fifty a day. You can't bring your car into town, insure it, put fuel in it, and parking for one pound fifty a day, you know. So the subsidy behind the bus company, if you know, fr from government, it, it is a large subsidy in order to keep those costs down. Yes, the single fare is a different price, and it depends how you pay. It's the same with everything. You know, you pay in advance. You're buying loyalty, you know. So make sure. And we've got a lot of users that that currently you know buy in advance, and they and they're using the bus day in day out, getting best value for money out here. And the more occasional users, you know, they they don't get such a big discount. So it's just about sort of looking at the whole thing, trying to grow. The the hardest thing is now trying to get people back onto the bus and it's you know and we're seeing that that's actually growing again now um if we go back two years this time of year we'll probably get about 110 120,000 passenger journeys in a week at the moment we're on last week we're on 69,000 passenger journeys you know so it's significantly lower so we've um we're getting there you know we're not back down to the seven percent that we had in march last year when covid hit and i think we're learning to live with it uh, and I think that's really important that we've been there and we didn't, you know, and gov between us and government, we didn't reduce the bus service that much during that time. And again, the, the high frequency routes there out there where 
we're making sure that the bus is there day in day out them something people can rely on because they need to see it as an alternative traffic congestion feels as though it's quite bad at the moment but i think there's still quite a lot of higher cars about so it's great to see the visitors about and they're great to see the visitors are on our on our vehicles uh, but you know what else can government do to incentivize people you know they've put a bus lane in front of the pomodoro people look at that little bus lane in front of the pomodoro and go, what difference does it make it makes a huge difference uh, just for our buses going east peak times will take 10 minutes off a journey just by that small bus lane because you know it's quite congested leading to the tunnel you know there are plans for more bus lanes across you know, in St Helier and one going out of the Esplanade uh, and straight through into Gloucester Street that again will take significant time off on 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 journeys going west so then we've all of a sudden starting to build infrastructure we know we're tight on space in Jersey we know the infrastructure is is hard and and we can't just um, build bus lanes like you can in, in you know in the UK in, in Europe uh, so I think it's about working with government to see how we deliver the best we can uh, in the space we've got and in the funds that are available it's, there's not a it's not a bottomless pit for this is it it's you know not only have we got a sustainable transport policy but we, you know, government has to be sustainable the taxes have to be manageable so it, th- there's a budget for everything you mentioned earlier um, about working with EV and looking at the network in terms of an even wider sustainable shared infrastructure uh, could you just elaborate a bit more on that and what you foresee in terms of that collaboration I mean I mean working with any partner is great and if we can work with um, EV you know and, and all of a sudden their app can work on our buses and you know and that's the sort of things that we're talking about at the minute technology for me I'm just like well it's a QR code can't our ticket machine read a QR code it's not that simple but you know that work is going on in the background to see if we can you know work with them to see if that's something that we can do because if, if you can catch the bus to say Oban and then pick up an EV bike to take yourself home why not and why not be able to do it on the same ticket so we are looking at it it's just not as easy as turning it on because all the different systems are have to be able to talk to each other so there's a lot of work to do and we, you know it's not going to happen overnight and, you know, we're not even saying it can happen but we're doing, we are looking at it and if, if those sorts of things are something that we could look at then great and if we can work with partners you know we we work with with certain businesses to to give their staff discounted travel uh to allow them to have an annual ticket to pay over you know out of their pay we do those sorts of things in the background uh but also we we are part of a social enterprise and we also give a lot back we do one-to-one disability training um one well, we, we do any sorts of training we do midas training you know, a, a lot of it is free of charge. Yes, we charge for some of it, but any one-to-one issues is all free. If people need some confidence, need some help in catching buses, we do that. We work with Highlands College. We we, we work with other um, life skills students, you know, Mencap, um, Headway. We work with you know, Jersey Deaf. We work with you know, ICANN. If we can work with somebody and produce and help more and more people catch a bus, we we will do it and we have done it over the last eight years um so yeah anything like that please shout out come to us and and give us a shout and say i need some help how how can you help us and finally um 
I wanted really to round off by um, putting a quote to you that government said um, last week in regards to there being no Jersey compatible zero emission buses or large commercial vehicles on the market yet, which are suited for our roads, which you've already spoken about a bit. But you've also spoken about the 2030 uh, carbon neutral uh, target. And I just wanted to ask, do you think we'll have seen a change in that statement by that point? Do you think within 10 years time we will be at a point where our fleet will be, if not completely carbon neutral, at least a large proportion of the way there. By 2030, yes, I, w- I would hope to see that. Yeah, a large proportion of the fleet will be um, will be carbon neutral. You know, we we I think electric double deckers possibly a couple of years away from being able to meet the range that we need. You know, technology is changing all of the time. The biggest issue we've got is a single deck size, and it's whether the manufacturers will actually play ball as i say we found one manufacturer and that's very it's taken us ages to get this bus over uh and and hopefully it will be over you know and and we'll give it a little bit of a trial next week but it's taken us ages to find one uh because all the other manufacturers they are going for that standard width because they can get them out the factory there's nothing needs to be um you know axles etc that that's that's all standard you don't need to make them any different uh, and you can understand any business model. It's they have to go with what's selling. We are a, a, a limited market, um, so we we've got to be realistic. We've got to also look at what's on offer and and see. And sometimes we might have to change as an island. We might have to change our views and say, okay, perhaps we can do this. Perhaps we can do that. People have said to us, why don't you have minibuses? We had four minibuses when we started in 2013. Within the first year, we had to take them off the road because the routes they were on had grown, so we just couldn't get all the people on. Well, that's great news. Fantastic. So what we've proved is people want to use the bus. Having minibuses isn't, isn't the answer. So some people say, well, okay, we'll have more of them. You increase your costs. You increase your overheads. You have to increase your prices. Um, and so it's about making it you know, sustainable. The very key word here is you can't just keep throwing cost at it. You have to have the revenue because the revenue will not play. You know, let, let's be honest. That there, are, there are two key routes in Jersey that fund a lot of the other routes. You know, the number one and the number 15, they are the busiest routes. And between the two of them, they carry 50% of the passenger base. So they fund a lot of the other services. So we've got to make sure that you know, the, the bus service is sustainable, the business is sustainable, and the the, the money that the government are investing is, is invested wisely uh, for everybody. Thank you to Kevin Hart, and thank you for listening. You can find the podcast on all the usual pod places, and don't forget to like and share. The music at the beginning and end of this podcast is I Shift My Weight by Luno. Tune in next week for more. <laughs>